0: My, 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 God, my God. Seminary would call that theology proper. Celebrating who God is in your life. His person, his presence, his promises, his power. And and what a powerful idea when you can say not only God, But you can use the personal pronoun of possession, my God. He's my God. Come on, if he's your God, put it in the chat if you will. Just just put in there, he's my God. He's my God. He's my God. And just assure yourself of that. Because so many times in life we get so caught up in what we're going through that we forget to celebrate the one who's bringing us through. We're talking about the size of our problems instead of talking about the size of our God. My God. Thank you, Praise Team, for allowing the Lord to use you in such a powerful way. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time today. Father, we bless you and thank you for this day. And we pray now that everything that we do and say in the preaching and teaching of your word, that it will bless us to become all you want us to be. We love you and we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Every part of our country has uh, what you would call idiosyncratic weather tendencies. Uh, Things that are unique to that part of the country. And what's interesting to me is that when you talk to people from various parts of the country who love where they live, uh, you might hear somebody say, if it wasn't for this, everybody would wanna live, live here. Let me give you an example. Uh, Oprah was talking about how wonderful a city Chicago is. And she said, if it wasn't for the brutal winners, everybody would wanna live in Chicago. Uh, for somebody else, uh, San Francisco is their favorite place, or, or maybe Florida, right? Florida's a great destination state. And you hear people say, man, I would love to live in Florida if it wasn't for the hurricanes, right? Uh, somebody else may say, you know, no, the best place to raise a family and, and live is, is Middle America, uh, Kansas, Oklahoma. They talk about just, you know, great uh, home values and family values. And, and people will say everybody would want to live there if it wasn't for the tornadoes. New Orleans is a place that is in the news now. The Gulf Coast region is in a place, and, and those of you who have been to New Orleans will, will testify that New Orleans is a great place, wonderful people, and, and everybody would want to live there. I mean, it's, just a, it's a beautiful city, a beautiful place to live if it wasn't for the flooding. Houston, the city that I live in, Houston, we have more restaurants per capita than any other city in the United States. It is a world-class city in terms of the amenities and and the diversity in terms of populations here in the city of Houston. And everybody would want to live in Houston if it wasn't for the daggone heat. I told somebody we got two seasons in Houston. It's hot and then hotter. But there's one weather phenomenon that I can't get with, y'all. I, I can't get with. I, I, love, I love the state of California. I, I love San Francisco, Los Angeles, northern, southern. Man, I love California. It's a beautiful place. But, but, but everybody, I think, would, would love to live there if it wasn't for the earthquakes, y'all. And, and let me tell you what bothers me about earthquakes. Uh, you, you can't prepare for them in terms of, okay, here's a storm coming in the Gulf, so evacuate, right? Like you can't give an evacuation order for a coming earthquake. Uh, They they have studied uh, atmospheric disturbances enough to know that they can sound a tornado alarm if the atmosphere is such that a tornado is likely to be produced, they, they can sound the alarm and people run for shelter, but but there are no alarms for earthquakes. Earthquakes just happen. And what I don't like about an earthquake is, when it happens, you're in it. And you're in it for as long as it lasts and there's nothing you can do about it. Wherever you are, that's where you are. You can't run from one place to get out of the earthquake. No, when you're in an earthquake, you're in an earthquake. Uh, the largest earthquake ever recorded was May 22, 1960. It's called the Great Chilean Earthquake, uh, Valdivia, Chile, in uh, southern Chile. Uh, it occurred at 3.11 p.m., and this earthquake lasted 10 minutes. 10 minutes. It was 9.5 on the Richter scale, the largest recorded earthquake in the history of recording earthquakes. They said it was so powerful that it caused tsunamis as far away as the Aleutian Islands, New Zealand, and Australia. Can you imagine that? Now, I've been in an earthquake before, y'all. I've been in an earthquake and and it only lasted a few seconds. It only lasted a few seconds, but I can't imagine being in an earthquake and being shaken at 9.5 on the Richter scale for 10 minutes. here's, Here's the thing that's interesting to me. While all of us have heard and seen the devastating effects of earthquakes, we just saw one not long ago in Haiti. While we know what an earthquake can do, let me ask you a question. What do you do when God causes a person quake? A person quake. And what I mean by that is, what do you do when you experience a shaking of your life? A shaking of your situation, a shaking of your family, a shaking of your home, a shaking of your life personally, uh, professionally. What do you do when your life is being shaken by God? I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, that over the last 15, 16, 17 months, we have experienced a shaking like no other. We have experienced the shaking of our lives. And here's the question. In the midst of the global grief, in the midst of this still raging pandemic, in the midst of economic upheaval and political unrest, in the midst of everything that's going on, how do you respond when your life is being shaken? Today, for a few moments, I want to talk to you from the thought how to celebrate when God shakes you how to celebrate when God shakes you. Now, now I've got to tell you, as we move to our scripture today, uh, th- this, is, this is not the normal response that you will see when somebody has their life shaken. This is not normal. When, when, when you pull in the camera close and you see people being interviewed on the heels of their life being shaken and, and what they have known being destroyed, uh, you don't find people shouting. You don't find people rejoicing. You don't find people smiling. They're typically in shock. Maybe they're they're devastated. They they are depressed. They they are going through all kinds of emotions. But very rarely will you find somebody celebrating being shaken. But today, I want to help you see the shaking in a new way. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12 is our text today, Hebrews chapter 12. We read it earlier for you, verses 25 through 29. Uh, We should be able to get through uh, a couple of the points and then finish up on next week. In our text today, uh, we look at the fifth and final warning in the book of Hebrews. Uh, and, And basically the warning is this, make sure you don't refuse the one who is speaking And in particular, what he is referencing is making sure you don't refuse or reject God. You don't reject the message that is coming from his son, Jesus Christ. That you make sure you hear what the Lord is saying. The mediator, the one whose blood cleanses us and and washes us and saves us, right? It, It is by him that we are justified in the sight of God. He says, make sure that you don't reject what the Lord is trying to tell you about your life and about your living. In particular, he references Moses as the one who spoke on earth and what God did when he shook the earth on Mount Sinai. But God says there's still some shaking that's going on even in our lives today. And so today I want to help you refocus your life. I want to help you think about this shaking in a whole nother way. Uh, Instead of seeing it as uh, drudgery, seeing it as something you would rather avoid because you couldn't avoid it, see it as something that can help you greater focus on who God is in your life, how to celebrate when God shakes you. Here's the first thing. Number one, you need to realize the shaking of your world is predictable. The shaking of your world is predictable. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning at verse 25, be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger, we will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. The children of Israel rejected initially the words of Moses. And when God spoke from that mountain, he shook the mountain. He shook everything around him. Now the writer of Hebrews says there's some more shaking that's going to take place and the person who's going to do the shaking, the entity who's going to do the shaking is God. And when God shakes, he's going to shake not just the earth, he is going to shake the heavens. He's going to get everybody's attention. And here's basically what the Lord is saying to us. Shake-ups are nothing new in this world or in your world. As a matter of fact, uh, if the truth be told, we have all experienced at one time or another a shaking of our world, Uh, whether it was mental, emotional, physical, or spiritual, whether it was personal or professional, we have all experienced our world being shaken. And if you haven't experienced the shaking of your world yet, I'll tell you like the old folks said, just keep on living. You, you're going to experience the shaking of your world when, when you expected things to go right and they went left, when you expect to win and you lose, when, when you expect to get the job and you end up getting laid off. Uh, when you expect to be well and you end up getting sick, you will experience a shaking of your world. And there's somebody who can testify right now that over the last 15, 16, 17 months, and for somebody else, even before COVID, your world was being shaken. Your world was being shaken. And I want you to know a shaking of your world is nothing new. Look at John 16, verse 33. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, be encouraged, I have overcome the world. God makes a promise in verse 26 that I will shake not only the earth but the heavens. John says... In this world, you will have tribulation. This shaking of our world is not only predictable, it's promised. It's going to happen if you live long enough. You are going to experience a shaking of your world. Look at James chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, brothers and sisters, count it all joy when you fall in the various trials there are no exemptions from times of fear shaking in life. And can I tell you something about that shaking? Y'all, y'all when, when you're shaking like that, it, it can shake you to the very core of your being, not just physically, but child of God, it will shake you in terms of your trust and your faith in God. I mean, if you want to know whether or not you've been shaken, that's when you sure enough been shaken. When, when you start praying, like that father, and you say to the Lord, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief, because there's some stuff going on here, God, I don't understand. Lord, I am being shaken to my very core. Where, where are you being shaken right now? Where where is is, is God shaking you? For somebody, um, I, I can see you right now in my spirit mind. I can I can see you, you're being shaken physically. You're going through physical maladies and physical illness. For somebody, uh, you're being shaken financially. uh, Just consistently, your month is longer than your money. Uh, For somebody else, you're being shaken professionally, vocationally. Uh, You you lost your job. You're trying to get a job. Unemployment is running out. You're you're trying to figure out how how you're going to make it. You're you're being shaken. Your, Your faith is being tested. You're being shaken. God says you need to know that the shaking of your world is predictable and promised. But here's the second thing, and then I'm going to close on this. God says not only will the shaking of your world be predictable and promised, but number two, you need to realize the shaking of your world is purposeful. Purposeful. I'm going to put a cord in the meter and park right here for a second. Understand that the shaking of your world is not just predictable and promised, but There's a purpose behind the shaking of your world. It's right here in the text. Look at what the text says, verse 27. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. Ben, if you're not shouting right now, you missed it. But let me see if I can help you out before I take my seat. In our text, God says God-induced turbulence has a twofold purpose. First of all, don't think God is not behind it. No, God, at the very least, will allow it. But there are times that God will cause it. So here is this God-induced turbulence. What are you trying to do? Look at A, the shaking of your world will remove what needs to be gone. Lord, have mercy. The shaking of your world will remove what needs to be gone. Text says, this means that all of creation will be shaken and removed when God shakes your world he will remove what is undependable unreliable unnecessary but not only will he remove what is unreliable unnecessary and unneeded he will remove who is unreliable unnecessary and unneeded. God, when He starts shaking, He starts removing. Things will be revealed for what they are. People will be revealed for what and who they are. When God starts shaking, when God starts starts shaking, boy, that, that He'll let you know who your friends are when, when you've been shaken. He'll let you know what really matters when you've been shaken. He'll let you know who really has your back when you've been shaken. Real friends show up when you're being shaken. Fair weather friends are gone when you've been shaken. God says, you will be shaken and and some things will be removed. But, but watch B. Not only will some things be removed when you're shaking. Look at B. The shaking of your world will reaffirm what's real and needs to remain. The shaking of your world will reaffirm what's real and needs to remain. Look at the B part of verse 27. The B part of verse 27. So that only unshakable things will remain so that only unshakable things will remain what's real and what needs to remain in your life will be reaffirmed after your world has been shaken it's on the other side of God shaking your world that you can identify the false and the real And you'll identify what needs to be removed and what can remain. It's almost like God saying, if it can't withstand the shaking, then it doesn't need to be in your life. Can I tell you something? There are a whole lot of times in in the shaking of our lives, the things that we thought we couldn't live without, God will reveal to us that we can live without them. He will reveal to us sometimes in a very painful way that what we really need to make it in this world are not the things that we thought we needed or the people that we thought we needed. God will use the shaking of our world to reveal to us that what we really need in life is him. What we really need in life is him. Now watch this, somebody you may be saying, well, wait a minute, doesn't God use people in your life? Absolutely, God will use people in your life. But God does not want you to have people in your life at his expense. God does not want you to have people in your life as your priority above him. And sometimes God's got to shake you so that you will focus on him. You know what happened to the children when the mountain began to erupt when God shook the mountain on Mount Sinai. They heard Moses. Because God got their attention Somebody will hear me today Because I promise you In the midst of this shaking If you don't get anything else Understand that God is trying to get your attention And I don't care how theologically sound you are I don't care how many languages you speak I don't care how many times you have read the Bible I don't care how many Bible studies you have gone to How many conferences you have gone to How many notes you have taken How many notebooks full you have of notes I don't care how much you watch Christian television Listen to Christian radio or subscribe to Christian networks on the World Wide Web or on cable television, at the end of the day, guess what? God is going to have to shake your world every now and then. Preach, Cofield. God is going to shake your world to get your attention. Let me just close by by telling you this. Over the last uh, year, year and a half, it has arguably been some of the most challenging times I've ever had. I mean, and what's interesting is some of it is, of course, you know, understandable, right? You know, the pandemic comes and you know, praying about what what God wants us to do as a church, recognizing that even though the doors are closed, that the church is still open and, and how do we shift? How do we pivot to make sure that we are a viable force on the digital platform and, and impacting people, discipling people, helping people come to know Jesus, helping people who need Jesus, right? Helping people grow in the Lord. I mean, all of that was challenging enough. All of that was challenging enough. And and then uh, I had a fell, fall. I had a fall June first, and and I uh, damaged my right knee, which was already. Damaged. I've had a couple of surgeries on it, um, was out walking, exercising and, and stepped in a mud puddle and slipped and, and fell. Hurt my knee and man, I'm trying to recover from that. And, and so I, I remember saying to myself, man, you, you gotta get back in the gym. You gotta get, get in shape. You know, you got you got cause COVID man has taken its toll on you. You gaining some weight. And uh, and then September the 1st, uh, that evening, I was coming down the steps, and I had gone in the bathroom, washed my hands, thought I had dried them. My hands were a little slick. Grabbed the banister, going down the stairs in my house. My hands slipped. My left leg, which was my good leg, buckled under me and snapped my quadricep muscle. Snap my quadricep muscle. I'm, I'm laying at, at the base of the stairs in the most pain I have ever been in in my life. And I can remember, you know, I don't, as you get older, man, you like fall in slow motion. You know what I mean? So like it was like, oh no, I'm in trouble. It wasn't that slow in actuality, but in my mind, I was moving slow, but I knew trouble was coming. Tore my quadricep muscle, dislocated the knee. Even when the swelling went down, I couldn't straighten my leg. Go to the doctor, scheduled me for an MRI. I go get the MRI, get the x-ray. Knee is tore up. That's the good leg. And, man, he scheduled me for surgery that week. He was like, man, we need to get in. And then once he got in, he told my wife it was worse than I even thought. Now, I'm still dealing with COVID. I'm still dealing with the pandemic. I'm, I'm dealing with getting my own vaccinations. And we're, you know, feeding people. And we're, 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 we're vaccinating people. We're doing everything that we can to help in this battle. But I can't move. I can't get around like I would normally get around couldn't take care of myself. My wife did an absolutely tremendous job. I, I, I mean, I already love my wife, but man, I just thank God for her. She was a, a trooper beyond measure and took care of me. But, but, but listen, y'all, my, my world was being shaken. My world was being shaken. Then while that's going on, we, we got a lawsuit going on with the church where we were being sued for something that we didn't do. And we won the lower court ruling and then the court of appeals overturned the decision and that was devastating i was like oh my god god what are you doing then i got sued by a, a family member removed who was suing me about something that belonged to my mother. And so she's suing my sister and I. And, and man, I'm, I'm being shaken again. Yo. I'm just trying to show you what God was doing in the midst of everything. And then I had friends who were dying of COVID. People who were losing their lives. Members who were passing away. And I was being shaken. And, and everything that I thought could sustain me and carry me was gone. And it was as if God said, by the Holy Spirit, just tapped me on the shoulder and said, you forgot about me. You forgot about me. And y'all, I started praying like I never prayed before. I mean, I, I was praying. I was praying so I wasn't even closing out prayers. I would just put a dot, dot, dot at the end of the prayer. I'll be back in a minute. I'd have a meeting, and I had meetings in between prayers. I go to bed, fall asleep, praying, wake up in the morning, praying, not just thanking God for waking me up, but God, show me how I need to depend upon you, how I need to rely upon you, how I need to exercise faith in you in the midst of this shaking, because you are removing and revealing. You are removing what needs to be gone and revealing what needs to remain. And for somebody today, I want you to, if you can, shift. From a suffering mentality to a celebratory mentality. To begin to celebrate that God is still in your life. And your walk with God is still real. And God is still doing something marvelous in you. And he's working it out and he's going to work it out. For your good and his glory. And his glory trumps your good. Let's go to God in prayer. Father thank you for today I thank you for your word and I pray now God that somebody under the sound of my voice would see this shaking as not a negative but as a positive see it not as a burden but as a blessing help them to celebrate the purpose behind your shaking Help them to not lament what has been lost, but help them to celebrate what remains and to give you glory in the midst of it all. We love you, God. Where my prayers fall short, make up the It's In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. My brothers and sisters, thank you for being with us on today. Now, very quickly, before we let you go, just a couple of things. If you need Jesus Christ in your life and you want to know how to accept jesus christ in your life please click on the tab that says i want to accept christ but how and we'll walk you through how to pray the prayer of salvation how to ask the lord jesus christ into your life if you don't know if you want somebody to show you how we would be honored and humbled to show you how to ask the lord jesus christ into your life if you want to become part of our church family we extend to you that opportunity as well i want to join the church And we'll walk you into our digital church family to show you how to become part of our family so we can help facilitate your discipleship on the digital platform. Uh, Don't know where you are in your walk with God, um, but if we can help you, we wanna do that. And we would love to do that for this season of your life. We're not asking you for a lifetime commitment. It could just be for this season, for this season. We would love to be able to pour into your life, connect with you to help you to become all that God wants you to be. Uh, If you'd like to worship the Lord in giving, there are six ways that you can worship the Lord in giving here on the digital platform. I want to thank you for your generosity. I want to thank you for your honoring and obeying God in the giving of your gifts. Uh, We're still feeding uh, hundreds thousands of people. Uh, each month here at our church through our food pantry. Um, we're gearing up now for our disaster relief for those in the Gulf Coast region. Um, so we'll be moving towards that. If you'd like to give towards that, uh, we would love for you to do that. Um, we're also preparing for our juvenile diversionary program that will be kicking off and I, man, I'm so excited the opportunity to change the lives of young people and their families to put them on a different trajectory in life I will tell you this next to my relationship with Jesus Christ nothing has changed my life more than an education and it's something that nobody can take from me and we want to give our young people what they need to be successful to be productive and positive citizens in the world and so we ask you to join us in that work you can give towards that as well all right last but not least listen uh, make sure that you pray for those who are in need of prayer um, when you watch the news you know sometimes we don't want to watch the news because it can be depressing uh, but i want to encourage you as you watch the news and you see stories come up just pray for families just intercede on behalf of families families that have experienced tragedies, uh, families that have experienced difficulties and hard times. Just lift them in prayer and intercede on their behalf. All right. God is doing something wonderful in you. God is doing something wonderful in me. I pray that God will bless you this Lord's day and will bless you every day that you would give him the glory and give him the honor. All right. God bless you and God be with you. It's my prayer.